said, there's a ton of everyone. That was my pitch. We are living in a world on fire, full of sickness, disease, and fear. The world has made profit more important than the health of people. Thankfully, we still have a way back to a healthy spirit, mind, and body. The purpose of this Nature Makes the Rules podcast is to let people of all ages know that they can still have a strong and healthy life, no matter what the rest of the world is saying or doing. We invite you to join us, Dr. Joe and Eileen, for the Nature Makes the Rules podcast. Welcome to another podcast, Nature Makes the Rules. Dr. Joe Arve, along with my lovely co-host. Hello, Eileen. Miss Eileen. And so, Eileen, we got a question about home births versus hospital births. And I said, well, let's talk about it. Let's do a podcast on it because we've been on both sides of the fence. And so, what do you think about that? We've done both, so. Yeah. So, when mommies and daddies are thinking about, do we do home birth? Do we do hospital birth? What do you think the biggest question or what do you think one of the biggest issues is? I I think some of the biggest things are, can I handle it? I mean, birth anyways, you always question, can I handle it? Um, But yes, with, with home birth versus um, hospital birth, you, you, you say, oh um, yeah, I can, I can handle it. But home birth, there's, there's, there's more activity for you to do, which makes you more informed, which gets you more, um, you're more of a player. I would, I would say at a home birth, because you, you've got things to do. You don't just sit there and wait for somebody to help you have a baby. Right. Well, and let's even take a step back. Oh crap. I'm pregnant. We're pregnant. Right. And whether that's baby number one, you don't know the next month, nine months is going to be like, you def- you've never experienced the birth process before. And for some people living, you know, depends on where they live, the thought of a home birth never even like, well, no, I was born in a hospital. Everybody else is born in a hospital. We've been indoctrinated to think that, well, I'm pregnant. That's a medical condition now that now I go to the OBGYN, I go to the the, the medical system, I go down that road, I'm going to have it in the hospital. That's what insurance pays for. And so if we're, when you, when we talk about home birth, some people are like, well, what are you talking about? And so again, what would you say to a mommy before we even go down the home birth, hospital birth thing about, about a woman's body and its ability to give birth? Is that a fair question? I, I think we are a, totally able. I mean, we're, we're made to have babies. I, I think sometimes it's more of the um, women don't feel like they get that choice or, or, or if they have that choice, they don't know how to defend it or they, they, it's never even something that crossed their mind. So then they have to rethink it and change their own paradigms and their thinking about, about childbirth. But once you have a bad experience with the, a child, uh, having a child in the hospital, you mm-hmm. are not going back. You want that, something better. That, you want something better, that there's got to be a better way. And I found that after my bad experience with the first one, that my home births were just like heaven. Mm-hmm. I was pampered and people took care of things and they they knew my baby. They mm-hmm. knew me and my baby before I went and had a 
had the baby, where my hospital experience was I just met with a million different people and nobody knew me or my baby and had no idea. And, and that's important? It's totally important. <laughs> I, it's totally important. I want, I want they, they, they know the position every, every meeting, every time you meet the midwives and you meet them so many more times. Yeah. So again, I'm a man. I am a doctor. I have raised four children with my wife. Does when a woman become because again I the one of the reasons I love doing this podcast with you is because it just come it just creates a communication and a question. So do little girls grow up to know that their bodies are more than able to handle a birth experience, a birth process to give birth to a baby whenever it happens? Or is there like fear? Is there like, oh no, I am not equipped to go through this process? In their mind, I mean, when you first heard that you were pregnant. You're like, okay, I got this piece of cake. Nine months, I'm gonna. Ha- I can't wait to meet my baby, or like, oh no, I don't know what to do. All the fear comes in. What do you What do you think creeps in most women's minds when they are find out they're pregnant, and now this thing's gonna be happening? This event's gonna happen in nine months, but not always. You know, sometimes mommies. I mean, when we were, what baby it was Luke, our fourth baby? This is something that I never forgot. Is that we prayed because. Once a woman conceives a baby, we think, okay, nine months. I wonder if it's going to grow up, how it's going to be old. But sometimes mommies only care these babies for three months in the womb or one month in the womb or six months. They're not necessarily promised. I mean, we all think that. So when I thought that the, the midwife then was we were praying for our fourth child was appreciate every day of this pregnancy because you don't know. You're not, you're not guaranteed a baby at the end. You're not, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know what God's plan is. Mm-hmm. And that was just some wisdom that I'm like, because you don't know. You, yeah. Maybe you're only given an assignment for a month to carry the baby. Right. Or, and, but knowing that if that baby decides to go to heaven before the nine months are up, you have a baby waiting for you in heaven. Right. I think you need to enjoy the process, period, and do the best you can. Right. You know, I mean, continue with what you're continuing on because people get all freaked out. But if do what you do. So like... I was teaching aerobics, so right. my kids went to aerobics mm-hmm. with me. We, I didn't stop what I was doing. I continued, and I was careful, but I upped my ante on my food and my vitamins right. and my chiropractic care. I upped my ante on all that, um, but you continue on, but you discount your blessings. Every day. Every day. And that's the cool thing, too, because now you're like, oh, no, now I'm living for two. Now I'm going to start mm-hmm. taking, you know, and we always tell people, if it's not good for you, when you're pregnant, it's not good for you, period. And, and again, don't all of a sudden now start doing all kinds of things that you haven't done before. Right. Once like you're a pregnant. cleanse. Be- don't do yeah, a cleanse. Yeah, you're not detoxing, you're not cleansing, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and so with, with pregnancy, then, then you start educating yourself at what does this birth process look like? What does this birth mm-hmm. journey look like? Are there options? And so- we want to talk about two things. First of all, our hospital experience. Second of all, our home birth experience. And I just want to tell you right now, when you look at the numbers right now, statistically, home births are far safer. Um, the outcomes are much better for the mom and the baby. The, the, the transports and the emergency stuff are like literally 2%. And most times a good midwife good nurse midwife or midwife, the people who are going to assist you in this home birth, they know with proper prenatal care, they know whether this, should we have this baby at home based you, on health? Yeah, if you have any risk factors, right. they, they are so but Based aware. on your risk factors. So it's not like all of a sudden we're just shooting at the gun in the old wild west. That The, the care though, 
I mean, and and there's more. I mean, all around the world, home births are like the norm. It's right. in America where right. we treat it more like a medical condition statistically. Right. I think you've sometimes better options even in a birthing center mm-hmm. than a regular hospital. Right. It all depends. But, but it depends. Yeah. But I would say those machines are there for mm-hmm. a reason and they don't want to necessarily keep them idle. But statistically, we chose a home birth, A, because, um, or you chose a home birth, but I kind of, you know, was there with you in this because home births are safer. If we really want what's best for the mom and the family, and what's best, what's safest, just statistically for the baby, home births, hands down, win. Mm-hmm. So now, let's go back to 1989. Phil Donahue show was on. And they had told you and us that your baby is two weeks late. And we've got to, three weeks late. And we have to induce. So let's talk through that process for moms who they say, well, we're going to, we have a date already set for the induction or whatever, because that's just the date and we can't go over. Let's talk about that myth. Is the baby really late or overdue or is it unsafe? What do you think about that? You know, I, I think if, if they've touched your placenta or looked at your placenta and they find it deteriorating, then yes, it's too late or it's getting late. But again, health you know, risk, risk. Right. The, right. the risks but, would show up. Right. Be, yes. Okay. Right. But no yeah. one did nothing. They right. just said these dates, blah, blah, blah. Right. And this is your first pregnancy mm-hmm. and you were every, no risk factors. You were healthy. You were strong. Mm-hmm. You were living life. You didn't have high blood pressure or eclampsia or swollen feet. I mean, oh. the baby was growing, yep. but you were doing good. We mm-hmm. just went on what they said mm-hmm. back in 1989 about, mm-hmm. okay, this is, it's time to have this baby. It's two week, three weeks late. Now we have to induce. And what does that mean when they induce? What's that like as a, as a woman? Horrendous. It takes your body from not ready to have a baby to overly ready to have a baby. I mean, back then, I mean, right now they, they do different, a little bit different things, but back then they just did Pitocin and they just cranked it until I had the baby. I mean, everybody turned it up and I had a number that was unheard of that anybody should ever have in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that out after the fact when we looked at our paperwork, what it finally was, and it was higher, it was in the 80 milligrams or something. <clears throat> and, and you're, and you're really only allowed to have like 10 or right. whatever. So it was like this outrageous. So it was like an explosion coming out of me, mm-hmm. this poor baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I, I, I try again. I'm a man. I realize this ladies. I, 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 I know this. And so I try to take my fingers and just pull my mouth as Far, my cheeks as far apart as I can because literally I when I talk about this in my in my workshops I'm like tiny hole big head let's shoot it out let's just force it out no matter what and so they just kept cranking up the the pitocin which is a hormone okay, mm-hmm. to, to help you know to, to cause contraction and take a body that's not ready to have a baby and make it have a baby yeah and it's not very good making a woman do something that no. she doesn't want to do no. No, and it, it's very hard because it, there was no in between. It was like I had contractions on contractions to where I was just banging my head on the on, mm-hmm. the, on the bed just to have pain somewhere else. It yeah, there's no in, you had no control the situation, did you? It was insane. Yeah. It was not it was not what we were meant to go through. It was insane because somebody 
there was a lot of babies that day. And so they, they really wanted my room and we were on a felt a, rushed. Because we are oh, it was solely rushed. They're low so, income that back we were, then. Yeah. We were we were Medicaid, yeah, we were Medicare, whatever the, it was. Medicaid, yeah. yeah. We were on the plan. State assistance, yeah. State assisted. And so they're like, we want to so they didn't really care. What was it really, Wick? We had the Wick we, cheese, we the, the Wick peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. We had the cheese, that the peanut was, butter. That was after the baby. Yeah, though. that was after yeah. Okay. But, so the, the hospital birth, because of just um man's rules. Again, we call it as is people well, here. And we had our and, own birth plan and all yes. that, and it just got thrown to the wind. Right. No one cared. They're like, nah, you're getting a episiotomy anyways. You're yeah. all these things that we didn't want. They're like, Yeah, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. It was yeah. terrible. I mean, because we folks, we did it. I mean, I, I was halfway through chiropractic college. We were already on this health thing, and we just said, okay. Now, and my we, mother, I love her. She was a uh, labor delivery nurse. And so that was, you know, we just knew that world, and and we just trusted it. But right. it was seemed like we did not have any control or any say in the situation. No say. They thought we were kids. And it created much trauma to my wife and physical, mm-hmm. physical trauma, but also emotional trauma mm-hmm. that just wasn't good. And then the trauma to our daughter, the birth trauma. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's that's why you're going to hear us talk about every after every baby is born, they need to be checked for subluxation yes. uh, to see if their spine's been damaged during the birth process, mm-hmm. especially that C1, C2, right? Totally. Because a lot of issues right after birth trauma is literally the number one assault uh, on a baby's spine, but then it goes uncorrected. So- at the hospital birth, the trauma to my wife was not good. The trauma to our daughter, just through down the road, seeing her develop seizures and things like that, we could trace it back to the traumatic birth oh, first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The monitor that they stick in your scalp. Oh, my the gosh. The fetal monitor it, that they tack, they I put on top of the head. It. Right. Yep. I didn't want it. I didn't want that. And they're like, oh, and shoved it right in there on the baby's head. And I think they went in too far. She yeah. Had a, she had a really big soft spot, and I think they and they were right in the middle of that, mm-hmm. and I think they went in too far in her brain. Yeah, I have no doubt that is that is totally what I feel it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the folks again, um, we've lived this, we've done it, we've been there. These are just the, our experiences that we've had in the hospital. Some of you maybe have been in a hospital and have had great experiences because you were planned or you had communication. Again, this was 1989, so, but. The hospital system is still sees this as a medical procedure. Right. And we just want to say that why we chose to have uh, a home birth uh, with our second daughter, second child. Statistically, it's safer, but also satisfaction-wise, we weren't satisfied with how we were treated or the process. And we knew mm-hmm. enough that when we got pregnant again, we had a choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we always want you to know, no matter what, you have a choice. Exactly. You don't have to just go down the medical route. There is a natural organic. There, there's a there is a drugless a route that's even safer and healthier. Mm-hmm. Or there's a medical route where there's medications, there's procedures, there's a, there's cesarean section, all these medical procedures that don't necessarily make the healthy num- the numbers healthier. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. they may make them worse if you look statistically at home birth versus hospital birth and things like that. Well, yes. Uh, yes. And you always have the one to two percent, right? But that's usually because the prenatal care wasn't good. Mm-hmm. This woman being pregnant, okay, wasn't healthy and didn't take proper care of herself and didn't eat for two, think for two, get adjusted for two, didn't work out for two. It was still maybe just her, and therefore that that 
And again, I'm a man, but that just created complications in the birth process to begin with. Is that fair to say? I don't know if it's okay. that. I really don't know if it's that. I think I, I think that because sometimes you got some awesomely healthy women and things still happen. Right. I, I don't I don't but, totally think it's that. I think that sometimes you've got some people that don't take care of themselves at all and have tons of babies. Easy. Yeah. And in yeah. some like right. so, so I, I, I don't I don't yeah. But lifestyle matters. Lifestyle does and, matter. And I think that as a, as a person who says you're, you know, you're like, you're pregnant, you go and investigate how to do the best. Mm -hmm. But not everybody's Enough, yeah. that way. But I will tell you, there's, there's women on women pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, I okay. was, I was attacked by women in my church that were like, no, more people die from having home births than anything. And I yeah. was like, where's that stat? She got that from some medical Right. person, not a journal that's not, was not right information. But I tell you, you makes you want to clam up because these, right. these women come at you because you're doing something different and they don't like it. No. Well, and home births have been around for thousands of years, may I say. Yeah. And that you was know. a friend of mine. Yeah. And, 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 and the last hundred years, let's just call it the last hundred years that this popularity, you know, the doctor used to come to the house and deliver the baby at home, even, yes. you know, in the twenties and the thirties. But then while it's more easier now, uh, especially after World War One, World War Two, where there wasn't many doctors, we just now had them in the hospitals because it was more efficient. And so now, and again, ha making a baby and having a baby is the way God designed our bodies to be. And so it's a natural process. So I, I agree with what you said. There's a natural process that, and we don't want to interfere with that process. Mm -hmm. So we have a baby in 1989. Uh, we adjust her. We take care of her. Uh, because of the birth trauma, because of a fall when she was eight months old in a walker, we start noticing some petite, petite mal seizures at times, off and on. We didn't know, but now it's time to have baby number two. Mm -hmm. And we're in Ohio, mm -hmm. and it's 1992, and now we decide to have a home birth. What? What made us switch? Was it just the bad experience that we had? Oh, yeah. Okay. I did not want to be a non-player in the game of having a baby. Okay. We were so insignificant at that hospital. I, I, I just, they, it was so terrible. And, you know, even to the point where it was like, oh, they're supposed to wheel you to the car. Mm -hmm. And so they wheel me to the car and then like, oh, we need this chair. And they made me stand there with my newborn infant Twelve hours after I had the baby, stand there and wait for the car to pull up, and I was going to faint. But they wanted my chair, so I was mm -hmm. so insignificant there that I said, "There is no way I am doing this again." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, is it fair to say then one of the reasons why you're like we're having a home birth is you're like because I ain't going through that again. It's just the experience. Forget the, everything. Yeah. Like there was no fear. Of, like I listen. I'm not. I would rather take the unknown than to go back and to be abused that way. Okay. No way. So yeah. you'd rather you'd rather take away because again, it's not just my wife and us. Thirty three percent of the people who said we're you know only thirty three percent were satisfied with their hospital experience. And again, we're not here to bash things, but we also let people know that there is a better way. So let's talk now about. So we decided to have a home birth. You did, we did. Mm -hmm. And now we had to interview midwives. Yep. yep. And what was that process like? Just I, I don't remember, but I know that <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was 33, yeah. 34 years ago. But but, but the, the thing that you you think, oh, okay, I got one person coming to my house. No, you get like a whole group of women yeah. that come to your house. And it is 
pampering and taking care of you and everything is handled. And it's, it is, I don't want to say it's a party, but I want to say (laughs) it's good. It's, it's, it's peaceful. It's peaceful because you, you're not alone. You're not alone with, you know, just men, you know what I'm saying? Or men and your children at your house. People you don't know. Yeah. You are, you're with these women that care about you and care about the baby. And, and they have, they've, been there they're at your they're at your um all your meetings you meet with them because mm-hmm. i mean goodness you meet with them way more <laughs> let's talk about that so you meet the because i want people to like well so you meet the midwives you mm-hmm. interview them mm-hmm. you talk amongst your girlfriends you find out which ones you'd like and their experiences you find some are more uh hands-on some are hands-off and you you find the team the team mm-hmm. and you meet them and then how often, if you when you you go for prenatal checks, how often did you meet with the the team or the 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 midwife to just make sure she was you you were doing okay? Yeah, I think in the early stages, I think it's I want to say it's monthly. You right. go monthly, and then um, when you get to be about oh, I don't remember what what it is, but I I think it's like the last the last. Two months. Two and a half months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like weekly meeting these people and they're touching your tummy and they're checking your blood pressure and they're doing all the stuff that you got to, if you want to go get an ultrasound, they they mm-hmm. go get an ultrasound and they'll, you know, uh, discuss it with you and all that. But, um, and then they've got their little packets of what they do and they, you know, they let you know what they do and what the plans are. And mm-hmm. you are so educated on how to have a baby and they have these tricks. Mm-hmm. I use some of these tricks that I learned that they would use on me for my sister-in-law when she had her baby because everybody's just standing around the room and I'm like, hey, let's give her some perineal support here. <laughs> and the, so the perineal support is like a warm a warm rag and you hold it on the perineum as you're pushing and you're like, I can tell where I need to push. Because she just she's like, I, I'm pushing, pushing and everybody's just standing around. And I'm like, can I step in here? <laughs> you know, and they're like, sure. So I got a hot washcloth and place, place it on her perineum and she's like, Thank you. And then in her second her second birth, I wasn't there. And she's like, I missed that. And I'm like, yeah, well, you get it with, with you know, home births and, and your midwives and such and your doulas and stuff. But it's like the whole the whole thing with, um, you know, just having that extra little perk because they're like, they don't want you to tear. They're not just going to let it explode out of you. They're going to, you know, it's more it's more hands on and, you know, feeling the tummy. It's just it's just beautiful. Yeah. So during the prenatal care, the team, they prepare you. You have classes. Yes. You watch videos. Classes, videos. They teach you how to breathe. Mm -hmm. They prepare you for the birth. Oh, totally. Then you have to form your kit, your birth kit, and help you with that. Yep. So that you've got the stuff. I had the love the nose sucker thingy. I, I I got from the hospital the first birth. And so it's like, you know, that's, they use it for, you get it all the clean and for the and, mucus mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, you know, they still do the APCAR score and they still do all the stuff they need to do and fill out the birth certificate. And they, I mean, they do everything. Yeah. Um, and so going into this due date, the midwife and the chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mommy's getting adjusted. Uh, the chiropractor is making sure the spine and pelvis is in alignment. Oh, totally. Getting adjusted. So that you have the best and safest birth possible, you know, in our office, we, we make sure the food is right. We make sure they're strong, getting their exercise in. Mm-hmm. We make sure they have peace. And I, and I always tell our dads, listen, dudes, 
you need to take Psalm 91, you need to pray that over your family. Mm-hmm. I know you had scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, because this is a spiritual, this mm-hmm. is a emotional soul and body event. Yes. That God created this baby for a reason to do great things. And so we have to make sure that we have our spirit set and that mm-hmm. our scriptures are up and our oh, yeah. music's playing and then make sure the we're emotionally we're ready to go. There can't be any fear. Fear will slow down the the, the birth. Yeah. Right? If mom's sure. not ready, yeah. baby knows and says, I ain't going anywhere. Yeah. But then the body has, the spine, the nerve system has to be ready to do what it was designed to do. And that's why we love with the adjustments and and, right. and then the Webster technique, if that baby somehow is breach and that's not the safest position, then there's things that we can do in our office to help make sure that oh, baby's sure. head down. Right? For sure. But sometimes that baby needs to be where it is for the safest birth. We want the safest birth. Mm-hmm. So it's not us to, that's why I don't like it when the medical system wants to turn that baby because A, maybe that baby needs to be there. B, when we do the adjustment, the Webster technique, that baby will flip on its own right, right. and now it's ready to go. Well, and another thing that that is a must is that after the baby, my goodness, with breastfeeding, I loved breastfeeding. Um, but, I, you know, I still sometimes get like my ducks would be a little irritated and I tell you the I'd get adjusted and it would just go away. And it was like, it would kind of like just go, who? It's just amazing. It's yeah. so amazing. And to see people that just don't get adjusted and just suffer through a, a duck being irritated, yeah. no thanks, that hurts. Because then they go back into the system and they would do antibiotics, yeah. all that stuff. And, yeah. it, and that gets right into the baby. Yeah, but and you just get adjusted and, it, adjust, just, and it just, it releases. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's, it's like your black duck is talking to your body and it says, oh, I'm shut. I need to open. And then you're then you're perfect, and you're like, that was so good. Heaven. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so important again to know what your choices are. You know, yeah. as far as I mean, God gave you this baby for a reason, and it wasn't to necessarily make life harder. No. Um, and it's for such a time as this. Yes. God's plan of when you're having the babies is perfect, even if you think that it's not right. So as we wrap this up. Let me just, uh, again, I want you to finish this up, Eileen. It's like having a baby was invented by God. Mm-hmm. Making a baby was invented by God. Yeah. The more we do it and aligned with the way he works, which means this would be a peaceful time. It means our nerve system has to be strong by getting the mommy adjusted while she's pregnant and the daddy, and then having the baby checked for birth trauma. And again, the adjustments on newborns are like pinkies, very light, very touchy, like you know, oh, yeah. they're amazing. Okay. They're not this wrestling match. No, it's like light air. Yeah. And if you can go to our website, spinegeek.com, you'll see me adjusting babies. It's easy. Um, but then you have to make sure you're eating the right foods, right? Watch the sugars, watch the milk. Um, you have to make sure you're walking and getting exercise. Cause this is a, this is a workout, right? I've heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to protect yourself from what other women will tell you, mm-hmm. protect yourself oh, yeah. from, toxic ingredients. Again, why do they say don't smoke while you're pregnant? Well, they used to, but not, you know, (laughs) because it's toxic. Watch the medication. It's toxic. Watch the vaccines. Don't ever, I'm again, I know, but I would not ever want anyone in my family to ever get vaccinated while they're pregnant, if if at all, right? Because the toxins dump right into the baby. And so we want the safest and healthiest way. So that's what we're saying. The home birth is something to really think about, to investigate. Again, if you have any questions, reach out to us. But What would you say to a mom as we wrap up the show who's like, well, I'm kind of, I don't know, hospital, home, I'm pregnant. 
What what would be some words of advice you'd have for her? First, first, I'd like to say you and the baby are one. What goes in your mouth goes right into the baby's bloodstream. So you and the baby are one. So take good care. Um, and, um, you know, d- do what's best for you, but, but gather information, but just do not let, do not let the people scare you Yeah, because they're, it's not, you're not scared. It's the people in your ear and in your face that are trying to scare you. And yeah. it's, you need to do what's best for you. And I tell you, you make that choice. You will, you'll love it. You re- yeah. You'll, you'll love it. It's, it's more, so more beautiful than Stay in control. Yeah. yeah. And again, we have one that we had in the hospital. We've had three big ones. Mm-hmm. You've had three mm-hmm. <laughs> at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other three are a lot healthier. They didn't have to yeah. deal with seizures and things. No. And again, no. it's not against Leah. No. no. But it's it's just, no. there's a difference. There is. And they've got so many different things that you can do at home. Yeah. I mean, it's they, cooler now. Back then, it was like, you know. They but, got they got chairs, they got tubs, yeah. they got all these things in your it's 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 pamper. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. They massage your legs. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. You get pampered, you get chicken soup afterwards. Yes. Yeah. It's good. So we'll return to this again. We've we're 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 just talking about again, nature makes the rules. Nature made our bodies, made women's bodies to have babies. Mm-hmm. And the more we do it God's way in alignment where we honor the spirit. We honor the soul of that woman, of that family, but of the woman, right? It is all about her, um, about you moms, and the body with the nerve system. Again, peace, power of the nerve system, getting adjusted, food that's fuel, moving to be strong, and then protecting your mind, protecting your heart, and protecting yourself so that you have the best, safest birth possible is really what it's all about. So until next time, we love you. Have a great day.